Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the Lost Islamic History Podcast. We're going to continue our series with the Crusades with part two. Now, last time we left off with the Crusaders capturing the city of Antioch in the summer of 1098. This was probably the strongest and most well-defended city on the path to Jerusalem. So this loss spelled out disaster for the Muslims. The Muslim reaction to this loss was pretty interesting. Despite the fact that over 30,000 Frankish soldiers, who the Arabs called the Fringe, by the way, were invading the Muslim world, there was no general alarm sounded by the Muslims. We have to keep in mind that the Middle East at this point was incredibly disunited. Each city basically was independent and on its own. Thus, no one was able to stop the Crusaders on their own as they marched down the Mediterranean coast. In fact, many emirs or governors actually paid the Crusaders or gave them weapons and supplies in return for not being attacked. Why were the Muslims so afraid and unwilling to stand up to the Crusaders? Now, one reason for this was was what the Crusaders did a few months after they captured Antioch. They advanced to a city in Syria called Ma'arit al-Nu'man. The city did not have very strong walls, nor a large army to protect it, so the Crusaders were able to easily capture the city. What they did next, however, is what made them truly fearsome. The Crusaders massacred the entire population of Ma'arit al-Nu'man, which was about 20,000 civilians. Now, that's bad, of course, but they already did that in Antioch. What's different here is that they actually proceeded to eat the civilians that they killed. They actually resorted to cannibalism and ate the people of Ma'arit al-Nu'man. Usually, when a story like this happens in history, we can expect that it was exaggerated a little by the losing side to make it look like the invaders were more barbaric than they actually were. That doesn't apply here. Because the accounts of cannibalism come entirely from the Crusaders themselves. Christian chroniclers from this time wrote extensively about the cannibalism of the Crusaders in that city. They explained it by saying that the Crusaders were running very low on supplies and didn't have any food available, so they were forced to eat the bodies of the dead civilians. Whatever the reason was, the effect was clear. Other Muslim cities would do anything they could to avoid fighting the Crusaders, even if it meant helping out the Crusaders as they passed by. Anything to avoid the same fate as the people of Ma'arit al-Nu'man. The Crusaders had totally terrorized the Muslim world into submission as they rampaged through the land on their way to Jerusalem. By June of 1099, the Crusaders arrived at the walls of Jerusalem. Jerusalem at this time was controlled by the Fatimid Empire, which was based in Egypt. It was an extreme Shia empire following the Ismaili or Sevener branch of Shiaism. At its peak, the empire controlled all of North Africa and parts of Syria. Its stated goal was the elimination of the Abbasid Caliphate in Baghdad, and its replacement with a Shia caliphate. This was one of the biggest reasons for disunity in the Muslim world. The Seljuk Turks in Syria and Iraq had to devote so much of their time defending against the Shia invasion that the Crusades really caught them off guard and they were not ready at all. Jerusalem itself had been going back and forth between the Fatimids and the Seljuks for years. When the Crusaders arrived in 1099, it had just been recaptured by the Fatimids two years earlier, and it was clearly still suffering from the constant warfare. The walls of the city were in ruins, the population was much smaller than it usually was, there were probably only about 70,000 civilians in the city, and there was not much of an army protecting it. After a siege that lasted a little over a month in the summer of 1099, the Crusaders were able to 
conquer the city from the Fatimids. The aftermath of the battle was devastating. Every single person in the city, whether Muslim or Jew, was killed. Over 70,000 men, women, and children were massacred within a few days. Most of the Muslims ran to Masjid al-Aqsa, and were killed there. One crusader even bragged that the blood of the Muslims in the masjid ran up to his ankles. The Jews of the city were also massacred. They all hid in one of their synagogues, which was burned down by the crusaders as they sang songs about Jesus Christ. For the first time since the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab in 637, the city of Jerusalem was not a Muslim city. The mosques were all either destroyed or converted into Christian churches and palaces. Muslims were completely barred from entering the city, and for the first time in hundreds of years, the call to prayer did not ring out in the streets of Jerusalem. That wraps it up for this episode of the Lost Islamic History Podcast. Next time, we're going to analyze the Muslim response to the loss of Jerusalem and the Crusader occupation of the Holy Land. Make sure to subscribe to Lost Islamic History on YouTube and visit us at lostislamichistory.com. This is the Lost Islamic History Podcast, and I'm Firas Al-Khatib. Thanks for listening. This is the Lost Islamic History Podcast, and I'm Firas Al-Khatib. Thanks for listening.